Hey everyone, my name is Randy Todd and I want to welcome you to episode 62 of Something Worth Thinking About, a podcast that aims to help you to think about the kind of things mentioned in Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 through 9, good, noble, commendable, praiseworthy things that are worth thinking about and doing. In today's podcast, we want to consider the ultimate expression of a fellowship, sharing your life with someone, sharing absolutely every aspect of your life with someone. And since our fellowship is with God, this means that we are sharing our life with God in response to the gospel proclamation that God is sharing his life with us. This is what we want to explore and think about in today's podcast. This summer, we are exploring the theme of our fellowship with God. The reality of our fellowship with God is explicitly stated in Scripture, both in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, and in 2 Corinthians 13, and verse 14. And on the basis of these two passages of Scripture, we can say beyond a shadow of doubt that our fellowship is with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As a quick reminder, the Greek term translated into our English Bibles as fellowship is the word koinonia. This word was used among the Greeks in the days of Jesus and the apostles to refer to things like business partnerships and even marriages. The basic idea is a complete and total sharing or participation in whatever this koinonia fellowship is. So the ultimate fellowship has to be when someone moves in with someone else in order to share life together. This is obviously especially true of marriage. A husband and wife don't just share a kitchen and a living room. They share a bedroom. They may share children and the raising of these children, but they share in every challenge, struggle, victory, and opportunity in life and their friendships, their relationships in one another's families and everything else. So we know that that perhaps might, we might think of that as an ultimate expression of fellowship in the human relationships, but you don't have to be married to someone to experience fellowship in shared life and even uh, share a space together that you would call home. And what I mean by that is parents, children, grandparents, and friends might also be among those that we share a house with, a dormitory room, an apartment, or whatever other place we call home at some point in our lives and you really get to know someone when you live with them and in some cases we might jokingly say that we get to know someone a little too well uh, we get to know things that we didn't want to know about them but we get the idea living with someone sharing a home together with someone is a unique special form of sharing life with someone. And with all this in mind, today we want to consider the words of Christ in John chapter 14, verses 23 through 24, where Jesus said this, Anyone 
who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So here it is. This passage expresses to us the ultimate form of fellowship. God the Father and Jesus the Son come and make their home with us. Just let that thought sink in. God the Father and Jesus the Son come to make their home with you. I suspect that a lot of people would be impressed if we were able to say that a celebrity lives with us, especially if the celebrity is actually someone important, because we all know that some people are celebrity, but they're not really that important. Only they are widely known for whatever reason, because of the talent they have or something that they've done. But if a celebrity were to live with you, your friends and neighbors and others might immediately attempt to invite themselves over so that they too could spend some time with this celebrity who is now living with you. But when we come back to this passage and this incredible thought, this isn't talking about a celebrity. This is talking about the Creator. This is talking about God. Jesus says that He and the Father will make their home with us. But there is a condition that must be satisfied. God does not come to live with just anyone. This promise is made only for the person who loves Jesus and obeys his teaching. And of course, Jesus says anyone who loves him will obey his teaching. So the two are really one and the same thing. On the other hand, when I said that God will not live with just anyone, we also want to recognize that Jesus says, well, actually God will live with anyone. God will live with anyone as in the sense of anyone who loves Jesus and obeys his teaching. There is embedded in all of this the profound and wonderful truth that our God wants to share in your life. God doesn't want to miss a moment. He wants to be right there with you through thick and thin in good times and bad to guide you, to strengthen you, to protect you, to provide everything that you need to do, whatever it is that you need to do every day, and certainly to be there to celebrate with you in those moments of victory and those joyful celebrations that God is bringing into your life because of his presence, because of his power and his goodness. God wants to be there to help you to overcome disappointment and to overcome the evil one. Above all this, God wants to be there simply because God wants to be there with you. This is what fellowship is. This is what koinonia fellowship is. It is sharing life together. 
And again, we need to keep reminding ourselves God is at the same time sharing his life with us. That's why he wants to move in with us. That's why he wants to come and make his home with you to share his love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, wisdom, strength, and more. Everything that is his to share with us, God wants to share with you. So if all of this sounds like something you want, take heart and know that Jesus promises this to anyone, absolutely anyone who loves him. Jesus does not make this promise to a random select few. Hear again what he said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Them again being anyone who loves Jesus and obeys his teaching. Because if you love Jesus, you will obey his teaching. And sure, you will have moments when you fail. We all do. And I urge you, don't let your failures keep you from believing what Jesus is saying here applies to you just as much as it applies to anyone else. The emphasis in this statement actually is this word, anyone. Listen again, or listen to verse 22, uh, which is the question or statement that is given immediately before Jesus gives this reply in verse 23. So in verse 22, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? So Judas has not been hearing Jesus very clearly. He's thinking Jesus is saying, I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to come and be here for you, the 12, but not for everybody else. But Jesus' response makes it clear that he intends to show himself to a whole lot more than just the 12. He and the Father will come and make their home with absolutely anyone and everyone who love Jesus and obey his teaching. So obey the teachings of Christ. Show Jesus how much you love him. Honor him as Lord. Follow Jesus. Walk in his ways. Walk in his teachings and make room in your heart and in your home for some holy guests who long to make their home with you. God the Father and Jesus the Son. Thank you.